Thank you guys so much for being a part of season one, Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. This is episode 25 and it is the last one for the season. On season two, we will be having new interviews, many more guests, and so many more interesting topics. I feel like I have just begun my journey and I couldn't have done it without all of you. So thank you so much for those who tune in weekly, who send emails, who message me on Instagram and on social media. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. If this has been such a great journey and I feel like we're just beginning. permission to do this <laughs> oh my God. sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry that's just the way it goes welcome to stupid wise girl the podcast for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose who wants to change but might feel stuck our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover jackie aims to help everyone not just females learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky. Hey guys, and welcome back to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. We are in episode 20. Five. That's such a milestone number and I'm super, super excited. And as always, with gratitude, thank you for tuning in. If you are new, don't forget to leave a review, a good rating, and hopefully subscribe. Today's episode means so much to me. It's almost like one big summary of everything I've been trying to say in 25 episodes. And with these podcasts, we like to do things called seasons. So I feel like season one will come to an end and I'll step into a new season with new topics, new guests, new interviews. So I'm going to close season one with episode 25 and I've put so much research so much thought so much love into today's episode I really hope you guys enjoy it and so the title of today's episode is unconscious relationships versus conscious relationships and what does that mean what does that look like and we're gonna get into it and it's really really probably Besides episode 10, which episode 10 is my favorite episode up to date on my own podcast, but this will definitely be the second favorite for me. What's an unconscious relationship? What does that look like? And before I begin, I just want to say to anyone listening, I don't mean to upset. I don't mean to offend anyone. I too have been in a lot of unconscious relationships based on conditioning, societal norms, and etc. So if I'm saying something that upsets someone or if you're in a marriage and I say something or in a relationship and I say something that triggers you, please know whatever triggers you is probably where the healing needs to take place. Don't get offended, maybe become a little open-minded with what I'm about to say. So what is an unconscious relationship? What does it look like? How can we figure out if we are in one? What do we do? For starters, let me just say starting with number one, 
the sign of an unconscious relationship, the first sign, is when obviously there's there's an issue with self-love and you're dating just to date. You're dating to pass the time, you're dating to fill voids, you're dating because there's pressure from friends or family, you're looking around, people are getting married, societal norms, these are societal norms, certain ages, and you feel the pressure and you start to get into unconscious relationships that seem like they make sense, but they don't. And let me explain why. When we're in an unconscious state of mind and we're not really doing the internal work, what happens in our dating life is we seek validation, we seek love outside of ourselves. So we like to be chosen. And I'm so against this because our self-worth isn't dependent on if we can get chosen. When we're at a place of abundance and when we're ready to really manifest our greatest life, we get to choose we get to choose the person we want to love we get to have an image of this person in our mind on a conscious level who who we want what we want them to be like based on who we have become and how much work we have done so the first sign of an unconscious relationship is that you're kind of settling that's the best word to describe it and you'll know if you are because if you ever read books or watch movies or listen to podcasts, then you know firsthand that there have been many times, and many people have said this, you can feel when something, even the slightest thing, feels off. You just know it. It's kind of like you're going with the flow, which I said in one of my episodes, never go with the flow, create the flow. I even wrote an article, wrote that in my article, and actually I got a lot of emails and a lot of people loved that specific line, so I'm going to say it one more time. Never go with the flow, create the flow. And that is huge in relationships. If you're in a situation where you're just enjoying someone's company and it's becoming a comfortable setting and it seems right, but there's a lot of red flags or things that aren't matching up or this person is more like your old self or an old pattern or there's toxic things happening, you need to check within yourself and see if this is you making the best decision on a conscious level or are you making the decision on an unconscious, comfortable level. The best way to know if you have mastered self-mastery is to take a look at your relationships, whether friends, especially in love. It's kind of like a mirror. So if you're in a situation where there's constantly disappointment or someone's stunting your growth, and now you will feel if your growth is being stunted because, okay, you'll know if someone is not contributing to your growth. Let me word it like that. Based on how you feel around people, friends, a love interest. And if at any point someone's not contributing or helping you grow as a person, that person does not serve you and they, they serve no purpose in your life. And I want you to make the conscious decision today, right now after listening to this episode, to remove people that don't contribute to your growth out of your life. 
because we will never grow if we stay in conditional, comfortable settings. I'm going to say it again. We will never grow if we stay in conditional, comfortable settings. And I'm going to say this again because I say this in a few of my episodes, but I'm really big on this. We have all been conditioned from a young age to be a certain way based on our surroundings. If you're someone who wants to manifest, you have to step out of your comfort zone, your conditioning, and imagine your best self and show up as that person every single day and surround yourself with people with visions. Okay, that's important. It's important for you to surround yourself with people who want to grow, people who have visions, big visions, and they can call you out if you're not in alignment with your highest potential. I'll give you an example. One of my best friends and I, Hi, Amanda. <laughs> if she, she's probably going to listen, but she better listen. <laughs> she's my, one of my best friends. But we do this thing where once a month we'll check in with each other, we'll tell each other our goals, and we love Gala Darling, as I've mentioned. And Gala Darling has this thing where every day you send um, a voice note to someone and you talk about what you're grateful for and Amanda and I do this we send each other gratitude we send each other what we want to do and we check in with each other when we're falling off track in the past two months we were both in alignment and what I mean by that is we both fell off track and we both had to shake each other up and remind each other that we made a promise to each other and to ourselves that we were going to grow this year and we were going to do the best we can. So in these two months when we kind of fell off, which it's normal to, we were each other's mirror and we were each other's reminder to shake each other out of the comfort, the old patterns, and step back into our abundance and our manifestation. So it's very important to surround yourself with people with big visions, who have a vision, who will remind you that you need to step into your greatest potential, your greatest power, and hold on to that, even in relationships. So if you're someone who wants a great relationship, you need to hold on to the vision of the the person, how you want them to act, their, their morals, their values, and then not settle for anything less just because the universe and or God, whatever higher power you do believe in, will come and test you. And it will give you people who might be fun but they're going to have old patterns and the old way of your old thinking and will you settle for them in the moment because you're lonely or will you say no I know the best is yet to come but it's right around the corner so I'm going to have to decline you because I'm waiting for the person for me you will get tested you will get tested whether it's your career whether it's a relationship, right before something great happens, you will be tested. You will be tested to see if you're going to go back into your old patterns because you're not believing. And I've said this on so many episodes, and I hear a lot of other podcasts, and I read a lot of books, and so it's confirming, I guess, my beliefs, but it's really true. The universe and or God, whatever higher power you do believe in, as I've said, it's a, there's a trust muscle that starts to happen. Do you trust me? Do you trust that I will deliver to you what you are asking of me? Because I'm going to give you this. And I'm going to see if you trust me enough to, to get rid of this. There's actually a photo online of God, Jesus, 
and he's holding a really big bear behind his back. And I'm just going to use this because I love this. And the little boy or the little girl in the photo is like, but God, I love it. And, and she's holding, she or he is holding a smaller teddy bear. And behind God's back, he's holding a really big bear. He has something better in exchange for the little bear. And the child goes, but God, I love it. And God is like, but trust me. So it's the same thing when we're being tested. We're going to be given a situation, a relationship, a job opportunity. We're going to be given something easy to see if we will bite that and take the bait. Or are we going to trust and have faith in ourselves, our desires to pass that and remain in a very conscious state of mind and believe that what we want is coming forth. So that's very important. That's very, very important. And I want to just say, a lot of times when an unconscious relationship does fail, okay, in society, unfortunately, it's, we feel like we're a societal failure when that happens. If a marriage doesn't work out, if a relationship doesn't work out, if you have kids with someone and you're not together and now you might have kids with different people and maybe the kids feel like they're affected because their parents have remarried and had children. And I just want to say if there's love and communication, then the societal norms, they need to go. Because the most important thing at the end of the day is that we are happy, we are love, and we show love. So if you're in a situation where maybe you're divorced with a child or without a child and you feel like a failure, the only way you can fail is if you fail yourself by not living up to your highest potential. The only way you can fail is if you don't live the life of your highest vision of yourself. That's the only failure. Most of the time, the people that are judging are the people that have forgotten or don't know how to live their truest potential, and they're actually suffering. That's why they're judging. If you think about it, the most judgmental people are the ones hurting the most, and I'm a true believer of that. I'm a true believer if you judge anyone on anything, you need something inside you. It's healing from you need healing. Bottom line, you need healing. So if you're someone who is divorced or in an unconventional situation, you didn't fail. That's just a societal norm, which I call it, that maybe that was an unconscious relationship that you felt you needed to get out of and applaud to you that you did. And I was listening to a podcast and someone said they got engaged and they were not excited at all and that's what woke them up where they understood their intuition because when people think of getting engaged or getting married for the most part a lot of people get engaged now I'm gonna say this and I hope no one gets offended but a lot of the times more so women than men get excited for the wedding not the actual marriage or what it means and what I think is we actually need to unlearn everything we know about marriage because it's not the same as it was back in the day back in the day I mean for religious purposes because I do have religious best friends who do hold 
the old school way of marriage. And like I said, this is not to offend anyone, but for me personally and a few others who really are living a life following intuition and greatest potential, to a lot of us, it's really about unlearning old <laughs> it's unlearning old marriage beliefs. It's really, really about that. And I'm not saying when you meet the person for you, it's going to be easy because it's, I'm not saying you're going to meet a person and you're just going to get along and life's going to be smooth and that's how you know it's your person. No. What I'm saying is you need to meet someone with the same level of boundaries, values, manners, self-mastery, and vision as you. And setting boundaries actually is a great thing and it's a, it's, it's, it's a test. And I'm just going to read a quote that is genius. I mean, I've never seen anything better in my life when it comes to describing boundaries. So if you do meet someone and let's say they do have patterns or old ways of your old self or old relationships that you don't want no part of, what can happen is one of two things. Either A, you set a boundary and they don't like it because they never wanted you to have a boundary in the first place, so they're just going to gracefully, hopefully gracefully, exit and disappear and fade away from your life. Or they will step up and you will inspire them to be better and they will step into your boundary. And I'm going to read a quote by Elizabeth Earnshaw. I hope I pronounced that right. I really... I butcher last names more than anything. But Elizabeth Earnshaw, this is genius. If you ever hear this podcast, this is genius. So please listen, because I know sometimes when we listen to podcasts, we zone out. I'm guilty of it. I need you to zone in if you've zoned out for just one second for this quote. When people set boundaries with you, it's their attempt to continue the relationship with you. It is not an attempt to hurt you. Can we discuss the genius in this quote? So what that means or what it means to me is if I set a boundary with somebody, I want to see if they are worth continuing the relationship. Are they worth the next level? Can they step into the next level? Can they join me in my vision? Can they join me in my manifestation? Can they join me? Do they get it? So whenever you set a boundary with someone, you will see their true colors. Are they willing to grow with you, whether it's a friendship or a relationship, or do they not get it and they just need to fade out of your life? So I'm going to say that quote one more time. Again, it's by Elizabeth Earnshaw. Hope I didn't butcher the last name. When people set boundaries with you, it's their attempt to continue the relationship with you. It is not an attempt to hurt you. Which is true. If someone's ever set a boundary with you, it just means they need more from you or they need something from you to continue the relationship. And if someone doesn't like your boundaries, it's because they didn't want you to have any. That is so, so very, very true. Setting boundaries is the first step to conscious relationships because what you do when you set a boundary is you're already changing your old beliefs and you're already breaking old patterns. You're pretty much, as Sierra likes to say, you're leveling up in that moment by creating a boundary and wanting someone to step into it. 
So when you're ready to hold your highest vision, you need to set boundaries. You need to see how you feel around people, how people make you feel. If they are not growing with you, as I've mentioned, not contributing to your growth in any way, they cannot be part of your life. It, they cannot. They cannot. We are all run on energy. You wouldn't have a remote control with one battery that works and one that's dead because the remote control wouldn't be working properly. It's the same thing with us. We can't be full of energy, trying to manifest, trying to be in abundance, and then surrounding ourselves with people with toxic, bad, low energy. It's just going to be toxic for you because you're going to be sending mixed signals into the universe. The universe is not going to know, are you on this level or are you still on this level? And how can I give you this if you don't believe you are worthy? That's really, really what it comes down to. And I also just want to say that sometimes even in a conscious relationship where we've done the self-work and now we're with someone on a conscious level, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I think people confuse I think people confuse it. I think people think that when they meet the person they're supposed to be with, it's supposed to be easy because you've both done the work, so you both understand things and it's supposed to flow. Actually, that's not what it means to have a conscious relationship. A conscious relationship just means in the relationship, if you're both devoted to personal growth and things start to appear, you understand that whatever is triggering you or your partner is where the healing needs to take place and you both understand that and do the work and help each other. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect relationship even on a conscious level. It's just two people who are in a conscious relationship who are making a conscious effort and a conscious choice to understand each other's triggers and help each other unpack properly and I want to give you a visual of this if let's say uh, it, um, <laughs> I froze for a second let's take exhibit a two people two suitcases and you just start throwing things out of the suitcase not properly unpacking and now there's a huge mess in the room and you don't know where your t-shirts are who your shorts are that's what an unconscious relationship is there's just a bunch of stuff happening being thrown around nobody knows how to settle how to fold how to organize how to properly organize this situation that's an unconscious visualization of an unconscious relationship a conscious relationship is you both know there's things you have to unpack. You're willing to unpack together. So exhibit B is two people, two suitcases, and you both start taking things out, folding it nicely, discussing it, you know, organizing. You need to organize and understand your triggers. I'm just a visual person, so I guess that's why I do these visuals. Or sometimes when I say these things, people understand what I mean more. And exhibit A and exhibit B are two different ways of unpacking. You can either unpack in a chaotic way and an unconscious way, and then you're just both going to leave the room, aka the relationship, because it's just going to be clutter and too much and toxic and crazy. Or you can unpack properly on a conscious level, do the work, and help each other grow. So to close this episode, I just want to say, 
an unconscious relationship really, really means that you're choosing people based on the conditioning. And the only way to step into a conscious relationship is to change your beliefs and set your boundaries. As always, thank you again for tuning in to Stupid Wise Girl. Don't forget to message me. Hit me up on Instagram. I never thought I would say hit me up. Hit me up. Okay. Follow me. I think that's what I meant. Follow me on Instagram. Wow, hit me up. I think I had too much coffee. Follow me on Instagram, Jackie underscore Minsky, M-I-N-S-K-Y. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.